Hey everybody, the SWP is brought to you by All Insurance Ontario and Jim K. Ford, where you can custom order your next Ford vehicle to ensure you get the exact vehicle you want at the right time. Easy steps. Jump online at jimkford.com, select your vehicle, choose your model, trim, and options. Then the Jim K. Ford team will contact you to confirm your selections and pricing and answer all your questions before your order is placed. Easy as that. Your vehicle created your way. Jim K. Ford, 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans or jimkford.com. If you're a loyal listener, you've probably heard me on this podcast before. I'm Jared Gerard, All Insurance Ontario. I'm also a big fan of the show. If you are too, we'll probably get along. Want great insurance rates? Then I'm your guy. Call or text me at 801-2659 or check out allins.ca. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. The SWP with Steve Warren and Jim Jerome. Ottawa Sports Talk every weekday. Yes. Here we go. Welcome to it. It's the SWP, a mighty mix of sports and whatever doled out lovingly by Steve and Jimmy, yours truly. Thank you for being here. Don't forget our website, stevewproject.com. I'd like to say hello, James. Hello. How are you? <laughs> what are you, Mrs. Doubtfire? Hello. <laughs> hello, my little puppets. Uh, I'm good, Steve. I'm gardening, Stevie. I'm outside. Nice. Finally, weather's broken. Got the Got the clubs out. Spit shined them. Yep. Okay. Uh, chipping uh, down in the basement. Now we can move outdoors, Stevie. Uh, watched a c- couple of games last night while I had the windows open. Uh, the Blaze, the Blazers, the, the Blue Jays. Yeah, I love the Blue Jays. <laughs> the Blue Jays. Yeah, I get whomped. Uh, New York. Did they ever. Eleven straight or something. Now they're uh, yep. first time the Jays have lost two in a row, and first time they've lost a series. Yep, uh, because they're down two zip. They got, I think they got one more game tonight against the Yanks, and then the hockey got, has has it all. You yeah, know? it's got the close games. It's got the whomping of other teams. It's got the uh, t- tons of penalties, Steve, in their call. Uh, I'm thinking to the the Oiler game. It was just like one guy to the box after another. Yeah. So I don't know if I don't know if the refs have a mandate here. Um, so it was a bit bit of a drag. Uh, Colorado, my Stevie, they may they may set a record for Stanley Cup wins. They may, they may. Yeah, set a maybe record. most goals as well. I mean, that just looks like the Harlem Globetrotters against the Nashville Predators right there. Although yeah. you know the Globetrotters are not very good at hockey, but I think you get right. the metaphor. Colorado is a really good hockey team, and we don't see them enough here in the East. And uh, I think we sometimes get all excited about what Florida is doing and some of the top teams in the East. Colorado right. is ridiculous, and that was a good reminder last night. Yeah, it re- it really was. Uh, the Calgary game was good. Yeah, mm-hmm. one one nothing only. Uh, uh, and then the Pitt Ranger game, triple overtime, trip, and uh, it it gets so long. Okay, that guys are starting to cramp up. Yes. Okay. Couple, you know, first a skater. Uh, I think I think with Pittsburgh, he exits the game, and then the goalie. Okay. This is into the overtime, of course. The goalie limps off. Yep, right double overtime. There. Casey DeSmith goes off, and he's already the backup. Tristan Jari had been injured to start this series. That's their number one by a long shot. So DeSmith was playing. He got run over, and a goal was disallowed because of it earlier in the game. That that provided some controversy. But by double overtime, he was chased from the game with an injury. They're not sure where he's at, and so 
Louis Deming if P- Pittsburgh and they did win that game by the way and Evgeny Malkin overtime goal in the third OT they win the game 4-3 but they're going to have to go to Louis Deming to lead the way for them uh, the other guy by the way Igor Shesterkin had 79 saves by the time the game had <laughs> ended that's a lot of a lot of work and so both sides both sides I'm going to guess they're they're a little bag today the shot clock looked like a basketball game the score yeah. of a basketball game. It was like 79-63. Yeah. So it's Deming and DeSmith. Uh, Isn't it? Yeah, that would be the Penguins goal. Weird, yeah. Huh? yeah, Stevie. Yeah. The Warren, the Steve, the Jimmy, the Jerome. They're Smith. in the trouble is what they are. <laughs> yeah. Goaltending-wise. <laughs> so what do you think of that? Do you, do you like Although the... Although they win, Stevie. They win the oh, game. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But what do you think of having games go insanely long like that? I mean, it's... Fans love it, for sure. I get that. But from a competitive balance like i'm sure if the penguins and the rangers could draw it up they in the very first game of the very long road of the stanley cup playoffs you just talked about it guys cramping up and things like that and probably having to eat in the middle of the game like that could set you back i wonder how many teams after they play an insanely long game like that actually go on to long-term success in the stanley cup playoffs i wonder if the players had their druthers the teams if they, you know, maybe they have uh, something where they go to a four-on-four at some stage, do something to prevent this kind of thing. Because while it's exciting for the fans, we love it, and we love the history and the tradition of it. Uh, I wonder if this is good for your Stanley Cup chances long-term. Well, I'll tell you what. It's the best game of hockey I've seen in a long time. Right. You know, and I, I was riveted. I, I watched the whole thing. Uh, and, and I don't mind it. I, I, I don't mind it. You know, I, they don't want it to go f- three or four periods, but it's exciting. You know, it's the first sure. time, you know, it's the playoffs. The other thing, Steve, is that it, it's very rare. You know, it's very rare that, that these games go into double overtime, never mind triple. I, I bet um, it happens every year where there's at least one game that goes to triple overtime. I'm not doing the research. I, I just don't care about the take that much. But right. I, bet, <laughs> I bet if you went back in history, yeah, yeah the, the teams that get into triple and quadruple overtime, like I say, there's there always seems to be one every year. I wonder if those teams ever go on to win a Stanley Cup. Well, what would be tough is if uh, you know if you're if you're waiting. So you're you're you've made it through the second round and you're waiting for your opponent here who's playing game seven and, and then that thing goes into triple overtime mm-hmm. and you're going, okay, that's going to be tough, right? That's going to be tough. Th- this is game one. Uh, and, and of course what happened to Pitt happened to the Rangers, you know, it's a, it's the same deal. I, it, yeah, I don't, I, I don't think anything of it, you know, because it does only happen once a year or once every couple of years or what, or whatever. So yeah, uh, but totally it would, it would be for- a different ball game, man. If you're into trip overtime going, okay, we, if we win this thing, we, you know, we got to jump on a plane. We got to, you know, and then, and then be ready to go because there's no doubt, Stevie, uh, anyone who says, oh, whatever, you know, they're in tip top shape and all that shit. I mean, it's, it's grueling, man. Grueling. Yeah. A hockey yeah. game that goes and, and a playoff game, man, right. Where everyone's hitting each other and, and everyone's, you know, they, they got a short shift, everybody. It, it was, but it was really good. Yeah. I really, I, I loved it. Loved it. Yeah. No, it's, it's always memorable. I still think back to, Islanders over the Capitals when uh, they went to four overtimes and I think it was Pat Lafontaine scored to beat Bob Mason. I think about Keith Primo scoring for the Flyers against the Penguins. Ron Tugnut, good local guy here. That was a five overtime deal. It's awesome for for fans, but I would imagine 
it's awfully taxing. We always talk about, oh, they went that that series went seven, and the other the team they're facing in the next round only had a five game series, so they're way fresher. And uh, I think this, you know, you played two hockey games while everybody else played one effectively. Yeah, you know the score. You know the scoring. Uh, I don't know where it's at. Right. Um, the 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 only issue, Stevie, is, uh, and I guess last night's a, a perfect example of it. Um, is getting injured, right? Yeah. So you get a couple of guys cramping up. Uh, you know, you get your you get your first line guy cramping up. You get a goalie cramping up, like happened last night. Well, now we're fucked. Yeah. You know? Excuse my language. Now, now you're in trouble. And so that may be, um, you know, so I guess something they might they would look at. Uh, what do you do? What do you do? What yeah. do you do? Uh, if we play a period, then we go five minutes at four and four. The next five at three on three. Um, I, I guess, you know, I guess you do that. Uh, so yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe they, it will be called into question. Same with this, this, this can't happen, you know? Yeah. But I, I, I don't think anything will happen because I think I bring this up every time it happens. I think, okay, it's exciting and everything, but is that good for business? If you want to win a Stanley cup, does that right. not derail you a little bit? But uh, anyway, it's an interesting discussion. Certainly lots of excitement in that series in the early going. And certainly, the Tampa Bay Lightning, the two-time Stanley Cup champions, defending, uh, they're going to be in a little trouble if they end up losing to Toronto in Toronto tonight. And that was very one-sided. The Leafs came right. out powered by the home crowd. The home crowd hadn't seen the Leafs play in, in the playoffs live in some time. And, of course, right. the 1967 thing, that is a thirsty fan base. And so they were cheering at all the right times in game one as the Leafs won 5 nothing. They were mocking Steven Stamkos. They were yelling for their goalie, Jack Campbell, yelling out soup. Is everybody named oh, Campbell, by the way, got to be named soup or soupy? Just wondering. Yeah. yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah they I think they Smitty. do. I think. Yeah. yeah. And so they should change, you know what they should do is start calling guys with the last name Smith soup. I love it. And, and, so, and, and Campbell, they should go Smitty. I love it. <laughs> I'm going to call you Soupy Jerome from now Soupy on. Soupy Jerome. All right, I'll take yeah. that. No, I think I will. <laughs> the Leafs do get Michael Bunting back, and he's road shotgun with Austin Matthews and Mitchell Marner. Mitchell Marner. Uh, Mitch Marner yep. uh, for most of the season, and uh, he led all NHL rookies in scoring this year with 63 points, and I think his return is going to be really positive for the Leafs, so therefore I hate it. Right. What do you think happens here? Does... Because Tampa, we've been talking about the pluses of the Leafs. Tampa didn't look anything like two-time defending Stanley Cup champions. Like, that's all you got? It's going to be a quick series if they don't show a whole lot more tonight. Well, here's the thing, Stevie. Uh, Tampa going into it, right? Everyone's going, okay, what, what about this Tampa-Toronto series? Everyone, Stevie. Everyone goes, the problem here is Tampa's got the nuts goalie. That's right. Okay, they got the nuts goalie. Got number one goalie, number best on planet from here to eternity, uh, never before. And we've seen a guy da 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 yeah. five zip. Yeah. Okay. So that changes the whole mesh of this thing. Okay. Uh, and and the other series, Stevie, where 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 goalies like Mike Smith, man, went soaring into the end of the season, right? Ripped it up. I don't know what they're gonna do now, right? With with goaltending. Yeah. Uh, what's what's what is uh, um. Uh, Nashville, what are they going to do, right? You got lose, they, die. Yeah, what, but, but about goaltending, right? It's all it's it's like sort of immediately about goaltending here with with 
you know, a few of those series, right? So I uh, have to see, you know, I, I can't imagine that they're not, you know, that they're going to, if this guy gets shelled again, what, I mean, what do you do, right? Yeah, well, he uh, doesn't often. Let me give you the stat on the rebound ability of Andre Vasilevsky of the Tampa Bay Lightning. He's got two Stanley Cup rings, by the way. Vasilevsky yeah. in the last two years, when rebounding from a postseason defeat, the Tampa Bay goalie is 14-0 and with a 966 <laughs> save percentage and five shutouts. Right, really? That's really? in the rebound after a playoff loss. So yeah. I would expect a much better Tampa performance tonight from the team. Just, you know, they've got some veterans there. They have Stanley Cup pedigree, and they will not take kindly to the way they played in game one. Sometimes the sting of a bad game serves you well in the next one. Right. But that stat, that stat almost guarantees game two victory for Tampa Bay. And I'm willing to go with that. I'm calling it right, right now. I'll tell you what, that that is that is totally telling that uh that stat because uh, it reminds me of, of course, I always go back to my Euler days. Uh, you know, Grant Fuhrer was the hottest guy on earth uh, when he played single-handedly, right? Kept, kept Oilers, you know, Oilers won games where they got, you know, doubled shots on, you know, 40 to 20 and, and Grant Fuhrer won these games. Uh, they always said about that guy that if he, he lets in a soft goal, or loses loses a game where he, where you know he he let in a couple of softies that he shuts the door. It, it was almost like that's good, that's good, yeah, that's good. Because watch him go now, right? And he was phenomenal, phenomenal at, at a rebound stat. So mm-hmm. interesting, interesting. Yeah, that's one of the marks of excellence in sports in general, not just in hockey and everything. You love golf, a bad shot, the greats don't dwell on it; they just move on to the next one. Whether it's baseball, you have a bad at bat where you just wave at three pitches and you're done. Like the great players, they rebound quickly from that. Never too high, never too low. And obviously Vasilevsky is in that discussion. Right, right. Let's get to it here. We got I'll a couple watching. of the, Yeah, me too. You mentioned Kings and Oilers. Victor Arvidsson, this is good news for the Oilers because they lost game one, four, three. And Victor Arvidsson, while he didn't have a you know massive point production this year, uh, he is a guy... That, well, again, back to the bag of angry hornets, Victor Arvidsson is that. He's just such a pain. He's an SOB up front. He's not a fighter or anything like that, but he's always in your face, and he comes, he brings that with skill. I would call him like a like a Marshand light. One of those energy guys that you want in the lineup, and he's not going to be in the lineup for game two. He missed game one. He'll miss this one as well. So that's uh, that's great news for your Oilers as they get ready for yeah, game who's the two goal tonight. Do you say, sorry, Steve. That's okay. Um, do they say who the goalie is? Are they, are they going to go to Koskinen? Because oh, no, Smith I think this just stick. got absolutely trolled, man. Trolled yeah. here on social media. And I, again, I don't get, as I mentioned in the last episode, I don't see the fire. Like, he recovered from the giveaway. He dove yeah. in front of the net, made the save, and I think made another. And then it was only when the puck came around and back to the point that that they end up scoring like to me, it just that now that you've erased your mistake, it becomes just another defensive zone turnover. Um, I'm sure if you look at the game, the Oilers probably made about I don't know 15 of those over the course of the night. Right. So we're not right. talking about those other 14. It's not like he to, again to hear people talk about the Mike Smith thing. When I first heard about it, I, I swore because I'm 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 with you. He got trolled on on social media. Well, I'm going to go look at that game because I didn't see the game live. 
Mm-hmm. I just assume Mike Smith did something akin to just grabbing the puck behind the net, curling around in front and burying it into his own net. Right. It wasn't that at all. He A lot of stuff happened before the goal was actually scored. Right. And it's only game one, Oilers yeah. fans. Relax, yeah. you know. Although I'll tell you what the telling thing is. You know, uh, Kelly Rudy, uh, you know, former goaltender, of course, and, mm-hmm. and longtime color analyst now, uh, the, the rap on Kelly is the, the goalies never make a mistake. Okay, right. like when you hear his commentary, right? Unbelievable save, and don't blame the goalie for that one. You know, the defense was out of position, blah, 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 right? It's kind of Greg Millen, I think. Is, he, is it Greg? Greg Millen? Yep, yep. Yeah, other goalie, right? Who's So uh, they're protective of the goalies. Not so much when Kelly commented on that loss. Uh, he came out and said, I'll tell you what, as soon as the opposition breaks into their zone into the Oilers zone. I'm nervous about Smith. Oh. I'm going, oh, no, oh, no, for that guy to say that. <laughs> I wonder what he's saying off air about the guy, you know? Uh, well, so I don't know who's I don't, I don't know who's slotted to play. I, I, I'm guessing Koskinen. They'll go to Koskinen, but... Well, I'm uh, sure. That, I, I feel like I haven't seen anything on it, but I think they'll go to Mike Smith again because he has been good down the stretch. Both guys have shown levels of inconsistency in their time in Edmonton, but... Right. It says Mike Smith here, I guess, so... yeah. Uh, well, let's take a time in the a time out in the program. When we return, we'll talk a bit of Ottawa Senators. It's an interesting story that just came out in the hockey news about ownership, and we'll also talk about the B Sens as Belleville gets their first taste of playoff action since the club moved their farm team there. So we'll get to that in just a second. First, though, I want to tell you about the good folks at Jim K. Ford. The 2022 Ford Bronco SUV is ready to help you shift your perspective and push boundaries on your terms with a newly available manual transmission with the Sasquatch package. Drake Batherson drives a Jim K. Ford Bronco, and you should as well, I think. Order yours today exactly the way you want it. Jim K. Ford, 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans or jimkford.com. With dozens of huge insurance companies fighting for your business, rates are incredibly competitive. That means you're better off selecting on fit rather than premiums, since they're all pretty close. Are you a client with a boat and a cottage, or rentals and investments? Let's work together to find the right fit for you. Text 8606008, All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. And if you need help navigating this tough Ottawa housing market, you should call the Glen Walton Real Estate Team. For sellers, Glen services include staging, painting, cleaning, all that's included. And, of course, negotiating all the offers coming in. For buyers, Glenn has the expertise to help you land your dream home when competing with so many other offers. I have used Glenn before, and I can say this. If you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate, you should contact Glenn today. GlennWalton.com. So, again, the B-Sends in action. They begin their playoff run. It's a best of three. I don't know if I Mm -hmm. like that very much, the best of three scenario in the first round. But certainly Belleville hockey fans are happy that – They finally get a chance to see their team in the playoffs. And so they'll be in Rochester tonight at 7. They'll be back in Belleville for Game 2 on Friday night. And kind of cool that uh, they had a great finish. Didn't look like they're going to be in the playoffs. The final three months, though, their record was 25-11-4. Number of sends are down in Belleville that uh, probably would have been with the big club if not for this playoff run. And with the season ending, a lot of them got sent down guys like Mark Kastelik and uh, Parker Kelly, Philip Gustafson. So, yeah, they'd be interesting to see how they'll do. And Ridley Gregg, who was their first rounder from, was it last year? 
no, two years ago. Are you asking me? No, no, just just having a conversation with myself from two years ago. (laughs) He, uh, it'll be interesting to see how he does in the American Hockey League. So Belleville Senators get that going tonight. And uh, the King Clancy Award nominations are out. Ottawa's Nick Holden is going to represent the Senate. That's the award that recognizes leadership qualities and contributions to the community. It's it's hard to define that. Voted by the players? Vote no, chosen by a committee of senior NHL executives led by Gary Bettman and Bill Daly. And uh, so the full deal is clear and measurable positive impact on the community, investment of time and resources, commitment to a cause or community, create, creativity programming, and use of influence, engagement of others. Nick Holden, Jesus. a very good choice. For, for I'm playing hockey here full time. How many how many categories is there? Yeah, you know that's all part of it. And I just I just we have the Mastertons. I don't see dramatic differences between the Masterton and that one. Maybe whoever doesn't win the Masterton gets the King Clancy. I think Ryan Getzlaff is up for both. Guy from each team they they put forward. Yeah, that one's more perseverance and dedication to hockey, right. which isn't doesn't sound dramatically different. It's getting pretty deep in the old trophy department. But anyway, it's a, it's a great honor for anybody who gets nominated. But you sent me this hockey news story, which I'm far more interested in. Yes. And uh, it's from Lyle Richardson, just came out. And the headline reads, ownership situation looms over the Senators' off-season plans. A lot of uncertainty surrounding the Senators, both on and off the ice. Still, the club will continue to push ahead. And I think it comes down to this. It's like, okay, now that Eugene Melnick is no longer with us, who is making the calls, who's pulling the strings. And so I guess Dorian has been reporting to this three-person board since Melnick's passing. And obviously Melnick was part of that board. I've never heard of this board before. And I guess it it also includes Melnick's longtime business associate, Lawrence Zeifman, Zeifman, and John Mizuck, the club's chief administrative officer. I've probably butchered those surnames, and I do apologize if I have. But uh, Dorian said at the year-end media availability that he's been reporting to this board for several years and anticipates that structure won't be changing anytime soon. Again, I'm not not clear. I've never actually heard references to the board before. That's largely because I'm pretty sure that whatever the board was thinking was exactly what Melnick was thinking. I feel like uh, I don't want to use the term yes men, but there's a good chance that that board was filled with yes men. So now... Without Melnick's input any longer, I'm curious to know w- what that board is thinking. Uh, do they have their own ideas as to the vision of this club moving forward? If, in fact, the daughters continue to own and this three-person board continues to run things? A lot of questions. A lot of questions lingering here. Yeah, here, here's the other one. Um, uh, the, 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 uh, Post Media's Michael uh, Tracos, Tra- yep. Tra- Tra- Tracos reported... Potential suitors jockeying to express interest in purchasing the franchise, purchasing mm-hmm. the franchise. Tracos believe some, like media giant Quebecor, would want to relocate the franchise. What? Get out of here with that stuff. That's not happening. I know, but and then this little thing here, like others prefer keeping the team in Ottawa. If you're a fan, you're going, like there's any other thing that's going to happen? It might. Who knows, Stevie? And then forum source says John Ruddy. Head of uh, Trinity Development Group is the favorite of the city of Ottawa and NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman. That was the news uh, that was new to me, really new. In that, and Ruddy and Melnick were the guys pushing for the new arena, right? 
Yeah. And but that yep. fell apart and Melnick was suing Ruddy and Ruddy then sued back. And oh. so that was, <laughs> I yeah. didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, that was a total mess. <laughs> and so I'm sure John Ruddy is still interested and he's one of the people behind Oseg, which runs the Red Blacks in the 67s. So the fact that I again it says an informed source says that John Ruddy is the favorite of the city of Ottawa and NHL mm-hmm. commissioner Gary Bettman. That's that's kind of interesting. I don't know whose source that is, whether it's Tracos or this hockey news writer, Lyle Richardson, but if that is in right. fact true, that's kind of interesting. And certainly it would make a lot of sense, I'm sure, for the Ottawa sports fans who are listening in. Well, the other one, Steve, is Elon Musk may buy it as a gift for his uh, son who's in grade eight as a graduation present. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is all chump change when you're He's talking. He's going to buy the world. Yeah, $750 million is rumored to be the worth of the Ottawa Senators in right. a sale. Uh, but uh, we don't know if there's going to be a sale and uh, and who would be at the top of that list. But yeah, I mean, it's wait it's, and see. It's couch change to a guy like Elon Musk, who again, just spent $44 billion on Twitter. Right. So, yeah. That's, right. You wonder. Those guys usually do as a laugh. They go buy a sports franchise. So I'm not saying I'm not floating the idea. But um, anyway, yeah. How how is this guy going to spend his cash? (laughs) Yeah. And then and and, and you mentioned Quebec Corps and that reference to moving. It's just not going to happen. That's that's one thing Gary Bettman has been really good at, and that he tries to keep teams in their markets. And he's not going to leave a market if there's people willing to step up and. uh, and become owners. I just think uh, if, it, if there was nobody coming forward, then, or if you had a situation like the Atlanta Thrashers, where that was the only answer, there was there was squabbling between potential owners, and it was just a mess there. And they said, you know what, mm-hmm. we're leaving, heading to Winnipeg. Right. So that's not going to happen here. So put people's minds at rest on that one. So moving on to baseball now. Mm-hmm. In uh, I thought that was, I mean, it was tough. The uh, Blue Jays lose the eleventh straight game as the Yankees uh, pounded them by counting 9-1 to one at Rogers Center. But something happened within that game that was pretty amazing. I'll generally grab a coffee in the morning and go through social media, see what's going on in the world. I did not see the Jays game live, so I just saw it this morning. Mm-hmm. And generally speaking, my timeline is just filled with negativity and not just <laughs> right. not, not just from a sports perspective, like the world, like everything bad going on in the world is just spoon-fed to me daily. Or with a shovel. Here you go. Have some more bad news. Have some more right. negativity. And we're to blame for it to some degree, Jimmy, because we generally click on that stuff. You know, is it clickable? You know, right. guy helps woman across the street. A nice thing and everything. That rarely will make it to the top of any newscast. The good news just doesn't sell. Right. But here's one that came along that hit my timeline. I thought was fantastic. It was an Aaron Judge home run ball. This game's being played in Toronto. And there's some Yankee fans at the game. Aaron Judge hits a home run. A Blue Jay fan catches the ball. But clearly he was aware that in the section just beside him, there were some Yankee fans, including a young man. I'd say he looks about, what, 12? And so this guy, this Jays fan, catches the ball, immediately gives it as a gift to nine-year-old Derek Rodriguez, a huge Yankee fan. And... To say he appreciated it would be a massive understatement. Broke into tears, gave the Jays fan a hug, and the video was fantastic. So, it was okay, Steve. Okay? It was okay. Oh, you heartless, they, they showed heartless that, bastard. They, 
No, no, listen. Okay, the kid's got a judge jersey, okay? Might be the only difference. Do you know how many times, Steve, I've watched baseball games and a home run or foul ball goes into the stands? Do you know how many times, Steve, I've seen an adult give it to a kid? I'll go with every time, Steve. Every time there's been a kid around, someone gets the ball. Although sometimes there's a funny one where the adult screws over the kid right reaches right, over them yeah or the ball's bouncing around they rip it away from the kid so those make video those make headlines for all the negative reasons that we talked about at the start of this yeah. conversation so the the kid's reaction is like the guy catches the ball this is kind of in real time okay he's got the ball turns around reaches out hands it to the kid and before the kid gets the ball in his hands he's wailing okay he starts crying okay like, like big crying, okay, big crying, like, like the, you know, this deal, hugging the guy, okay, freaking out, and I'm going, like, don't get me wrong, Steve, okay, it's there, it is again, good adult giving, it's the thousandth time I've seen it uh, that they give a kid a ball. The the sort of instant crying, Steve, I thought was a little, little over the top. Well, let me correct myself. He's nine. He's he's only nine. Okay. Nine years Overcome old. Overcome with okay. emotion. I, you know what? I looked at that. I'm going, why, why is that kid freaking out? You know, I, I get, I, you know, I get, I get kids, you know, that's cool. They get a ball like that. And then the, and then the, like the automatic floodgates open, whether, I don't know if he was fake crying or not. Um, no, no. He you know what not. I thought, Steve? What'd you think? That guy's parents have never given him a gift, Steve. There was <laughs> no, Santa Claus did never showed up at his house. He's received no birthday gifts, nothing. Steve never had a dinner. That kid, okay, got nothing, nothing, not a nil, zero, zilch. Okay, that's what I thought. I'm going. Is this, a, is this the first time this kid's ever received a gift? Come on, come oh, on, mom and dad. See, Let's now go. you've taken I, a good I, I story. Don't, I don't know. You've wrecked my story. It's so nice, <laughs> and you made it. Oh, see, you're it criticizing was, a nine-year-old. Freaking, they went crazy on it. And I'm like, they, they do this all day long. Give baseballs to kids. I, you know. Seriously, Steve, it happens all the time. Not to an opposing fan. Like this is like this is a you know this is a guy catches a ball and he immediately gives it to a nine-year-old kid from the opposing team. Setting aside any of the rivalry of the American League East in baseball, hands the kid. He's nine years old and he has this reaction. And uh, I don't know. It restored my faith in humanity. And uh, you, you've just wrecked it for me now. Well, I see it all the time. I'm sorry. I see it all the time. I see right. good examples of humanity all the time. Okay? So. Man, you're heartless. Dial it back with that kid a little bit. <laughs> He's freaking nine, Steve. Okay? You don't cry like that when you're nine. You do it like you said. You do, you know. Oh, no, I better not. You take that out because you're, you're defending the kid. Okay? You do that when you're five. Okay? You do it when you're six. Come so on, you want him to handle. react like uh, the guy. He hands the ball to him. You want him to take the ball and just go. Yeah, thanks, Pops. And they just sit down and start eating popcorn. Yeah, give the guy a hug. That's right, and all that stuff. But I don't know. Still nice. Anyway, let's close it out today. How about a jersey going for $9 million? Like, what sports jersey in your mind would you think would earn that kind of money? Nine mil? $9 million. I don't know, Babe Babe Ruth? Yeah, something Uh, old, too. Yeah, something really rare. Rocket Richard? I, I, uh... I, I I don't know. I don't Nine know. million. It go. It's a. It's the jersey, and this was sold off at auction by Sotheby's. Mm-hmm. 
It's Diego Maradona's jersey for his infamous hand of God goal at the 86 World Cup. He set a world record price for both game-worn jerseys and sports memorabilia as a whole. He also had the goal of the century at that same World Cup and went for $9.28 million to an anonymous buyer. I wonder if Elon Musk is a soccer fan. (laughs) Holy cow. Yeah. For a (laughs) t-shirt. Jesus. Obviously, Steve, the buyer is the Medellin cartel, right? And they're giving it to the guy who can produce the most blow in an hour. Nice. It's a gift for the guy, okay, who's uh, got the production going out there in the jungle. Yes, absolutely. Sales bonus. Very nice. I love it. (laughs) What's wrong with me today? And how about the the fact that... uh, you know, this is the wealthiest jersey. There's a world record jersey sale. And yeah. it's basically based on a guy who was cheating in that jersey. Because mm-hmm. the, hand of, the Hand of God goal is famous. And this is the one that uh, obviously English fans remember very well. Yes, they lose right. that game. Anyway, um, he took his one hand and volleyed it past the goalie. And the referee didn't see it. And we didn't have uh, VAR back then. Right. Do a do a replay on it, so uh, it stood. It's a nine million dollar touch. Yeah, Steve. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but people what love Maradona. What are we doing, busting her? Yeah. Do exactly. I got lots of T-shirts people can have. You just yeah. name them. You know, I'll sell them for a hundred bucks. Yeah. Start the bidding at a hundred dollars. No, it's not going to sell. That's high. Probably. Probably. Um, let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, our website is stewproject.com. We appreciate you being with us today, spending a little of your time with us. James, enjoy your day, and we'll talk to you in our next episode. Go Oilers! Go Tampa! Go Leafs! Good night, everybody. Not ending the show on that. Yes, you have to, as soon as I say good night. Leafs suck, we'll see you.